Welcome all to our awesome anime podcast. I will be your host today, Gary. Welcome me. Welcome me. (laughs) (laughs) I am joined by our fun and Rui cast here, as always. Uh, Let's introduce them, shall we? Tim. Nunu. What's up, buddy? What's up, Gago? <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, you too. How's Nunu doing today? Uh, the noon, the nooner. The nooner. I hear there is a little snowflake falling down. Yeah, a little. At? Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, they are small, but okay. it's okay. the quantity okay. that makes it seem okay, more. Okay, Gary. Um, too soon? <laughs> yeah, too soon. How are the degrees? I hear you guys fell like below forty degrees over there. It's been a little while since then, but um, this week we went down to, I think, negative uh, 15. My God, how did you survive the negative 40? Well, it's something called keeping your doors and windows closed. Doesn't, like, yeah, the yeah. ice shatter the, the windows after? I mean, if it's, like, the day after tomorrow. That was not a fun movie. I wasn't quite there yet. No? no. Plus, well, yeah. Well, you, you've enjoyed this weather. A fellow by the name of Nightbringer. Klaus, welcome. Well, hi. Or you've I mean, been enjoying hello. this Yes. <laughs> no, I have not been enjoying this weather. Um, I've actually had to miss a day and a half of work because of it. Because uh, we had, not only did we get snow and very cold weather, we had uh, um, blizzard conditions. Um, they even had to call out the National Guard to try and uh, rescue people who were stuck on the highways. Yeah, it was crazy. Jesus. It was insane. So, but, but I still live here, and I still like it for some reason, for the most part. Hey, once you get used to something, man, you're just like, oh, it's just another day in Minnesota. We are a hardy and hail people. <laughs> yeah. Good times, was- good times. Well, other than that, I am doing well. And while I've got the microphone, I want to pull a ban and I want to whore something out. Um, coming up at the end of March, uh, for those of you who are in the, uh, the, the Minnesota area, uh, I will be attending uh, Anime Detour, which is a three-day convention in Minneapolis. It is uh, going to be at the Hyatt Regency downtown. And I'm actually going to be um, hosting a panel about podcasting so you guys should totally go there and uh you know cheer me on and say oh my god that's the klaus holy shit is he even better looking in person just kidding mm. but okay i would actually do that <laughs> <laughs> i know you'd be lying though that's the problem um but uh, that's going to be uh march uh 29th through the 31st so I'm so you guys awesome. are in the area it's a lot of fun and uh By the way, I'm lots still... of uh, cool guests I'm still happy the FanFest last year. It was the first time it's ever happened to me. Someone came up to me while I was in the media area and asked for my autograph. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, you're chilling. I'm like, yeah, how did you know? I'm scared. <laughs> did, did, you, did you charge them for it? No, why would I charge them for it? Because uh, that's what they do at conventions. They charge you like $120 for an autograph. No, Gary, he paid them. I would have paid them probably. <laughs> I'm like, you want my autograph? Here's five pounds. <laughs> well, That's awesome, man. And they'll look at me confused at what five pounds is because it was in America. 
with Ben's case, we don't have to really worry about money because Discord is because sensitive. Why? <laughs> yeah, that. What What did you say, Tim? I guess Discord doesn't want me to talk. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Discord doesn't want him to uh, mention my money. <laughs> it was it was regarding Klaus and how he's gonna whore up Ben. And don't need. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. I blame Discord. Yeah, you you, you killed it from disconnecting yourself all the time, dude. I okay, I killed it. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> but it's fun to blame him sometimes. Timothy killed the Discord star. Too soon. Oh, and we also have Ben, as you've probably heard for the last five minutes. Yeah, ben, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. Um, I've how been... has... Oh, go ahead. I've just been enjoying the animes. I've enjoyed the anime of the week. It's, it's re... It was really good. Yes, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. And I fu- can't everybody... wait to finally talk about Dragon Ball Super Broly, the movie. Yes, because you still need to talk about it and tell me how wrong I am. Yeah, probably. Probably. Everybody it doesn't take that. a Dragon Ball movie to prove that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that hurts my feel-bads, man. But let's begin, yeah. shall we? Goblin Slayer. Oh, I should mention, we are not doing dailies this week because we have a lot to talk about with Brawly and... Goblin Slayer. Goblin Slayer, and It's yes. mainly because <laughs> Ben didn't watch the dailies this week. Well, I only watched the last. I watched the last two weeks, I suppose. No, I watched two weeks ago. I just didn't watch this week. Last week's. Oh, okay. But alrighty, uh, Goblin Slayer. That was my recommendation. Um, I watched it a while ago. It was really good. It just actually finished last uh, yesterday, or the week before. I don't remember now. Episode twelve was the last episode. Twelve episode show. Um, it is coming back. They they told you that at the end credits. Goblin Slayer will return. Yes. Also God, remember that. that if you want to watch it with dubbed, you'll have to go to Funimation and you can only watch the first two episodes free. The rest you need subscription. But if you want to watch subbed, you can get that with uh, Crunchyroll. Um, yes, you can. Um, thank you for that, man. No problem. Uh, go check out Crunchyroll.com. Yeah, um, Hashtag not a sponsor. I, I have my thoughts on it. Obviously, uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, I guess we'll just start with you guys then. Um, ben, start with you. Thoughts on Goblin Slayer? My main thought was I really dig the art style. This is the art type mm-hmm. of art style I like. It, it was enough detail to be good. I really enjoyed I just oh, it. Was, it was beautiful. The animations weren't the best, but it was, yeah. Um uh yeah, I, I, the, the, I, I, you, I've done about you, Klaus, but the first episode, I know who I'm bringing finance up, but the first episode actually reminded me of Tamtara storyline in a way. Yeah, I can kind of see that. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, might as well jump into how the story starts. Yeah. Um, basically, it seems like the entire world is based off of a real life D&D where yeah. you get so many spells you are 
you get levels. They they don't call them levels, you know, one through ten or whatever, but uh, they're assigned well, the a rank, rank based. Is, yeah, it's basically the level. Yep. Start porcelain, yep. and then you go up to what ruby? No, platinum. Platinum, platinum is is the yeah. top end. Yeah. Yeah. Most adventurers out there, you know, at least the most seasoned ones that most yeah. people are going to run into are silver rank, yeah. which is, um, I believe seventh or something like that or eighth yeah. which was the uh if i'm right the goblin slayer's silver isn't he yes yeah, as were a number own, of the uh it's also his own rank because he's known for only picking up quests that involve killing goblins well that's just kind of his what he goes that's by is goblin fetish. slayer and that's the don't, name don't of the king army. shame him yeah it's interesting that you say it because if you noted none of the characters actually have a name no they're all referred to by what they are or yeah. what they do. Like the High Elf and the Sword Maiden and the um, Priestess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't... Yeah, none true. of them... Uh, the, the girl that he stays with at the farm, her name is just Cowgirl. Yeah, Cowgirl, because she liked Cowgirl. looking after... She was really good at looking after cows. Yeah, none of the characters actually have a name in this show. Yeah. There's Guild Girl as well. Just mm-hmm. honorifics and titles. Yeah. Which I should be podcast dude. No, you just be poor. <laughs> Come on, Chili. That's not true because Goblin Slayer has a name. I, yeah, does he? It's like Org Flag or something. I can't. Would Or no, that's Org. just no, it, that's that's just another uh, t- version of the title, just like Beard Cutter. Eh. Oh, yeah. yeah, Beard Cutter. Yeah, yeah that, that's know. what the elf calls yeah. him. Yep. And then, yeah, and then the dwarf calls him Beard Cutter, and then it t- takes the Lizard Man to uh, actually, you know, yeah. end up calling them uh, Goblin Slayer. Yeah. I like the fact that he counts every time he kills goblins. I like that. I'm trying to think. There's another show that that does that as well. Yeah. Um, or it, or... wait, no, it's in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The battle with uh, um, Gimli. Oh. And, uh, Legolas. and Legolas, yeah, but they do it just for fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it it it's just kind of silly that they do that. It's, it mm-hmm. reminds me of like he's like getting like an XP chain bonus by killing as many goblins in a row. It's like trying to keep his chain, <laughs> yeah, which end up ends up again. which ends up making sense when you get to the last episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they had to count. Um, yeah. but we'll get to that in a little bit, but. Yeah, you're you're going with the story. Yeah, so basically, yeah. it starts out. They explain what the uh, the the guild hall is, and uh, um, this uh, girl comes in and she wants to register to be a uh, an adventurer. So she she's fills out all the requisite paperwork. So she's like, she's fifteen now. Fifteen and like, an I'm, adult. I'm an adult now. So she wants to help out. Um, be a, you know, be a, a cleric, a priest. Uh, you know, help cure other adventurers. Mm-hmm. And she's assigned her porcelain rank. And um, another group of three come up to her and say, hey, you know, you should go join us. We're going to take this quest that needs to be taken care of right away because uh, some goblins have uh, kidnapped some some girls from a local village and they need to be saved. Yeah. Which sounds like so, everything, a quest. Yeah, everything starts off so innocent in this yeah. show. Yeah. And then, yeah, continue. It doesn't stay that way, that, that way very long. Um, they no, get no. into the cave and... Um, they end up getting ambushed from behind. Yeah, which kills the um, first one, doesn't it? Well, she um, gets she, the the the, she the gets, mage gets poisoned. Yeah, and then um, the, the fighter 
and the monk, yeah. I believe it's like a monk, yeah. um, they try and uh, fight off the, uh, uh, the goblins as they come up, but the fighter has too long of a sword and it keeps hitting the roof of the uh, cave and yeah. he loses it and then he gets chopped to pieces. Yeah. The, um, the monk basically gets uh, um, grabbed and yeah. smashed by a larger hobgoblin yeah. and uh, ends up getting ravaged and uh, turned into their plaything, they call it. Yeah. Which is kind of gross. Yep, while the, uh, um, the, 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 the priest girl uh, takes the uh, mage and they try and get out of there, yeah. um, they end up then running into the Goblin Slayer, the goblin slayer who yeah. basically goes through and kicks everybody's ass. Well, no, first he asks if she's got any spells left. Yeah. And she's like, well, she had oh, tried to one, one of her spells on the, uh, the mage girl, but it, it didn't work. No. And she was like, why isn't this working? Uh, we later learned that they use poison on their blades so that the, the heal spell will not work. Yeah. Which is so why the she... Goblin Slayer has to finish her off because otherwise she's going to... Even if she can be healed, it, she'll still be in a lot of pain. Yep, so he ends up having to, to put her out of her misery, which uh, yeah. gets the priest girl very, very sad. And she's like, what yeah. the hell's going on? This isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. And um, But she ends up uh, going with the Goblin Slayer to try and save... Um, the rest of the the the, the party, yeah. but uh, we see the aftermath of what happens to the fighter, and uh, uh, basically a trail of them dragging the monk girl yeah. uh, deeper into their lair. Yeah. And mm. I thought it was kind of an interesting fight scene that ended up ensuing after that, with uh, how he uses um, not only his weapons but when. They get too slick with blood. He will you know, throw it off, and he will grab one of the orcs or orcs um, goblin weapons and yeah. use it against them. Um, he, he sure does throw, like throwing his weapons. Yep, throws uh, daggers, swords, clubs, yeah. uh, dead goblins. Yeah. If he can fr pick everything, it up, he'll throw it. Yeah. Anything to get the job done. Yeah. yeah. He's very ruthless, but he's very efficient as well. He even ends up using uh, a, a small decanter that he uh, um, throws down um, an opening and uh, waits for... So how does it actually go about? They, uh, they end up tripping over a, uh, a tripwire that he, that he yeah. placed and he throws this bottle of uh, liquid down there and then throws uh, his yeah, torch he bought, down there. Um, he got gasoline, didn't he? Yeah, you put you purchased some gasoline and threw that and then set up all on fire. And his one comment on it: yeah. this doesn't do as much damage as it should for what I paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of damage. Yeah, and yeah, it, it it's it's super brutal and super violent, and they do end up rescuing uh, the monk girl, but she's not mentally in the same place. And obviously, knowing what happened to her, but um, we also see that you know she, the 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 girl that that he saves, the 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 major girl, she is essentially she's so confused by everything that's happened because he goes in and he finds a bunch of goblin children, and he pretty much tells her we've got to kill them, all of them, and you know she's like, oh, you can't kill kids and all that, and. Again, it's one of those things 
where it all comes full circle and we see at the end in the final episode why he kills the children too. Um, and it's just, you feel like this is like the most, he has like no remorse, he doesn't care, but you, you quickly start to realize why. And one of the things I really loved about this show is how all the things that he does is so unconventional. Like he uses defensive spells in an offensive way, which I thought was great. Um, and it's a lot of these weird things that he does that, that really makes him stand out. Everybody knows him in town. Well, it's like uh, oh. a little light, light, later on spoilers, really. Um, the episode where they find out that, like that, that, I think it was, they called it a swamp dragon or an alligator. Um, where they realize mm. that the goblins will go after people because of the light. So he has the the, uh, the priestess use a light spell on the um, dragon thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the alligator tail. Yeah, he had a gear. But yeah, the one thing that I'm noticing, I'm kind of going back in the story again. The one thing that I notice is not only is he kind of ha- have a singular focus as to what he does as he also doesn't get very much respect for only going after goblins because everybody else in the adventurers guild thinks that it that goblins um are are beneath them at least anybody with a, a rank higher than uh um what is the second one uh, obsidian or whatever i'm not 100 I, I don't remember what the rank she ends up getting after that one battle but uh, basically anybody who's ranked up a little bit they think goblins are beneath them um, when we we're seeing that actually they are very cunning, they are deadly in numbers, which there are a lot of goblins out there. And um, when we get to the end of the show, we see that they are very dangerous as well. Yes, very, very dangerous. And a lot more intelligent than people give them credit for, um, especially if there is somebody leading them. Um, but uh, what did you guys think of... Uh, the party that he starts to form. Uh, we know that there is, uh, I believe it was a demon lord that, that rose up and they they ask him for help, but he doesn't care on us and it involves goblins. So there's this like story happening in the background about this demon lord and there's this big war, but he obviously doesn't care. His only focus is goblins. Um but you know he the, the these group of adventurers come and ask him for his aid because they have a big goblin problem. What did you guys think of 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 the secondary One cast second. members? Um, the ranks are porcelain, obsidian, steel, sapphire, emerald, ruby, bronze, silver, gold, platinum. So silver is rank three. Thank you, Ben. No worries. I I checked the uh, goblin sayer fandom dot com. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, since, the internet. since you're on it then, Ben, uh, what did you think of his merry band of adventure? I actually really enjoyed um, a lot of them. Uh, I like the uh, the lizard man. He was pretty cool. Uh, with his, yeah, kind of like a necromancer type yeah, character. Yeah, with his um, dragon skull. Yeah, the uh, skeleton summons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Who's never had cheese before, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or ice cream. Yeah, none, ice of them cream. Had, none of them had ice cream, really. Until they met that person at the town that these, the, the priestess was like, what's that over there? 
And he's like, there's so many kids over there. It must be sweet. He's like, oh. It must be chilly. Oh, <laughs> it must be chilly. Um, uh, the high elf. I, I, the dwarf I thought was really... I, don't, I wasn't a huge fan of the dwarf just because he was very stereotypical dwarf with always wanting food. But what made him different was he wasn't, you know, like this tanky character. He oh, was yeah. a magic user. Yeah, he was a mage, which, which was something... quite cool. Yeah, you never really see dwarves no. as mages in anything, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. And I liked his slingshots. They were cool. <laughs> well, he's like... I noticed he, he was always the one saving the other two when they got in trouble, too. <laughs> he really was. During a lot of the fights, yeah. Oh uh, um, yeah, the high elf like that. I just, I just would uh, constantly think of lot like arrogant. Was it arrogant? Legolas, Legolas. Legolas, yeah. yeah. She, she was, she was good. Um, but yeah, high priestess though was probably the best character. I don't know if she was the main. Was she a main character or was she a side character? Really, she was the one. All oh, the high, the high priestess. You're talking about the one in Watertown. No, I'm talking about the actual one from the start. Yeah, the young princess that oh, joined the group. Oh, just the, the the priest girl. Yeah, technically she's the main character, but I feel like the Goblin Slayer is the main character. She might have started off as the main character in the first episode. Yeah, because like... because it shows off a lot of his and what he does in his downtime. Yeah. Uh, I would call them co-protagonists uh, in, a, in, a, in a way. Yeah. Well, or maybe it uses her to introduce the Goblin yeah. Slayer as the main character. Yeah. I don't know. So she would be kind of the sidekick. Yeah. In that case. Yeah. Even though she does do some pretty cool things. I said I liked her growth. She really did growth as a character for the series. She yeah. really did, and we, we clearly saw it at, at, the, yeah. at the last episode where yeah. when, when they're fighting the, uh, the yeah. Goblin Lord, I believe it was called. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And how much she, she grew when he begged for his life. And she's like, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about the, the last episode. A little later. Uh, Tim, you've been quiet. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, well, um, um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, outside of like intro of, of new stuff, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I was I was into it like from start to finish. I binged the shit out of it when I started. Well, it's not about saying anything new. It's about your thoughts on it and what you like. Didn't like it. Can be the same stuff. Well, I'm not really a fan of redundancy. Um, I am. I okay. Um, <laughs> I thought that was rotundancy. He <laughs> <laughs> <you> cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish oh, I God. had that. Power. That was a nice setup and set him up and knock him down. Um, I don't. I think. Like the only real addition I can make is that um, the real strength of of his character is bolstered by his cast. Like the cast is a the whole grouping is just a really good group. Like no one outshines any other. That's really nice. Uh, it gives a nice balance. You don't like get a lot of backstory too much. Just kind of like you know premises and builds up. But like that's kind of not the point. Like everything is kind of just based in the now. With a little bit of referencing, which is, which is nice, because it doesn't get too convoluted in subtext. Like sometimes, with the 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 farm girl, cowgirl, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like one of the weaknesses, actually. Like with 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 the way that it formulates all these things, um, putting all of this romanticism behind him and the cowgirl and his family back there kind of takes away from the energy that's going on in the now. And I mean, it's, it's fine, but like, it's not this, the premise of this is not, and the focus of it is not really on that. So it just seems like, I don't know. It seems like a stagger, staggering moments. I mean, it's fine, you know, to give characters, um, context and subtext and things but um i'm gonna respectfully disagree with you on that tim i just Uh, don't feel it i mean i and i understand but i guess i like the fact of you know showing at the beginning i'm gonna say that it it was slow for me to take off for me uh the first couple of episodes because there was a lot of missing context he didn't understand why he was doing these things. He he felt like a very flat character who was just like, goblins, kill goblins, blah. Must stop but, goblins. But once we started to get some of that, um, the, the context about the story, about him, about why he's driven this way, it actually rounded his character out and it made me really enjoy what was actually happening with, with everything. And I liked the little vignettes that we got back at the farm with, with cowgirl, with the uncle and all of that because of how he, you know, th- a lot of the flashbacks that we get points to, you know, we, it, it didn't, didn't make sense if, at first, but then we realize spoilers here that cowgirl is the girl that went to town to her uncles to, to help with the, the farm. And that's where they're at right now. And the, and the and, fact and that because they left, they got to survive. Yep. Whereas um, him and his big sister, who was raising him, um, they their village was attacked by goblins, and nobody came to help them. And he was basically the sole survivor of that village, which is why he has this focus on killing all goblins. I'll be honest, though. As much as I love the backstory, I was kind of hoping before we found that out that he. You ever been mentioned during when they killed the goblins that there's no really so you wish he could meet a good goblin or whatever. Yeah. I wish the twist would have been that he's half goblin. You know, I actually thought that too when that moment happened. I thought like yeah. maybe he's a goblin underneath. Yeah. That's just kind of deformed or something. <laughs> yeah, or an offspring of a goblin that yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I I was there too with you. I I instantly yeah. thought that right away. That's why he, he never takes off his helmet. Yeah. We never see his face in the entire show. And you do. There's probably well at the no, end. You, you, yes. you get to see uh, bits of his body and yeah. from the nose down in, on a couple occasions. But uh, beyond that, like I said, he is yes. fully uh, like when he had covered. to sleep with the virgins. But to but recover. yeah, but but before that, yeah, that's what I assumed. Like that's why he never yeah. takes off. When it when it first yeah when he said that and he I thought oh is he going to be a goblin in goblin court yeah is actually realized how bad goblins are and now become a slayer of goblins well, who knows you know they may you know riff on that in the second season yeah. maybe they're listening and, as they're writing this and, and they're and interestingly um, the anime goes pretty hand-in-hand hand with the manga. Tim, you've been reading the manga as well, and you said 
it's pretty much shot for shot exactly how it is in the manga. Is that correct? Yeah, it's just in uh, kind of like order is a little different, especially in the middle. Certain events are changed, um, but the the events themselves are the same. Um, nice, but, nice. But like, what's kind of nice about the manga is that the like my issue is not with the backstory, but the pacing of it. And you have this very small section dedicated to the story with his childhood with his sister, and then you have this massive amount for the cowgirl and that life. Whereas I get more potency from the situation that happened with his sister because that's the direct source of his hatred for goblins. And that gets like 5, 10, 15 minutes of screen time. Whereas mm -hmm. this other part... Tim, you give me more potency. Like a ton, a ton. And it's not the fact that there is this... It's not the back, the, con the context that's the problem. It's the time given to it. Like there's... It, this this anime is subtle in a lot of things, except for that, and it doesn't need a lot with the way that it delivers things to to give it weight. And when it's just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing on this minuscule point, it starts to take away from it. And that's where I'm trying to say it's not the fact that it's a, it's wasted like entirely because that that adds to his character. It's just there's so much focused on this, like, easy time with him and the cowgirl and not on, you know, other things that are going on, like, in the now or even more about the sister or more about anything else. It's just, you know, watching cowgirl have a good life where there's really no attachment to her. It's just her. She is an association of his. And she ends up kind of feeling like a cliche because of it. And with all that time put into it, it just degrades her quality of character because she's just like, oh, look, she's just sitting here waiting. Oh, look, she's just sitting here, you know, making breakfast. Oh, here, she's just here doing this. And it really puts her into hard tropes and is disingenuous to it, her, the intentions of her character. Mm. So if they had just like, made it more brief or put it in like you know flashes or something like in in a same type of time frame and delivery style that they did with his sister's story it would have felt a little bit more intimate and probably a little bit more potent is not so drawn out i'm wondering if a lot of the reason they did that was for the fact that this actually was in the in today and he his driving factor was not only just to, to kill all the, the goblins but to make sure that she never had to experience what he had to go through sure but where's our attachment with her? Like, it's, you know, it's fine. You get to see somebody that is having a decent life, but we don't know anything of her circumstances except for her sitting at home waiting for Goblin Slayer. Yeah, I guess the only other bit behind that that I really didn't understand was the fact that why did the uncle charge him uh, so much rent? <laughs> um. Oh, you what know. the hell is his name? You know that situation. Uh, if you've if you're familiar with um, uh, less miserables, Gary. Yes. <laughs> you have that. You have that caregiver <laughs> um, who's housing somebody, and instead of you know with having their best interests in mind, they just go, "Well, they're living under my roof, so I'll just maximize my profits." And I can't mm -hmm. think of the guy's name. Give me all the money. 
I mean, I, I guess that makes sense, but he also does a lot of work for him as well. He helps with the, uh, you know, bringing products to town. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things, that, other things that he does, but he also gives, you know, a big bag of money whenever he can. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. And I think it's just one of those things where, like, he doesn't care about any of it. Like, he doesn't care about the money. All he cares about is getting his armor fixed if it's damaged. Yeah sharpening his sword, and making sure that goblins don't come to the farm. He checks the farm for hours every day, mm. making sure everything is there. Like, nothing really matters to him except protecting the one thing that he still has that he had a, as a child, mm. which was his best friend, the cowgirl, and her dad. Mm. That's the only two things remaining from his childhood, and he wants to make sure, like you said, that what happened to him and his family doesn't happen to them. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but, uh, but yeah, uh, another thing I thoroughly enjoyed here is you, you touched on it with what the characters were. Everybody kind of has their role to play. Um, but I love the fact that nobody in the show felt like they were more powerful or better than anybody else. And especially the Goblin Slayer. And we know his expertise with goblins, so he's really good at killing them. But then we also saw his complete inexperience dealing with anything else. Um, when he they first encountered the ogre, I believe it was, um, in the caves uh, in Watertown. Or was it... No, before that. I don't remember... Yeah, it was. It was when it, when he used the the water. Yeah, that was underneath Watertown. Okay, yeah, and he used. Yeah, he had no idea how to fight that thing because he doesn't know what it is. He's he pretty much that, never seen it. Yeah, he didn't know ogres have regenerative capabilities and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. And so he had to use the spell or the scroll that he'd been saving for so long, um, to to kill this thing. And it's again one one of those things where he used. Uh, a skill or an ability that wasn't meant to be used that way. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, And he did it all just to, you know, to to save everybody. And it's one of the most priceless things you can get, I believe, is the scrolls. They're one of the most rarest items in that world. Yeah, scrolls, like in D&D, basically it takes a, a spell and it allows anybody to cast that particular spell. No, um, magical, um, aptitude required and the spell that was on there was a very basic teleport spell but Mm -hmm. he had the spell bound to a location at the bottom of the ocean (laughs) so when he opened up the scroll and used it it teleported high pressure water into where he was and he basically used those jets of water to slice the uh, uh, ogre in multiple little pieces yeah hilarious yeah it was it was a really cool moment and you see that throughout the show where he realizes like, they're surrounded and they have to come up with a plan right away. Where the goblins set a trap for them. How um, about the bag of flour trick that he used? Yes, yes. He, he ends up getting uh, getting his bag of flour because he wanted to. He he knew that in Watertown the flour there was more coarse than in most other areas, and they use yeah. that to make really tasty fish and chips. Way. Right, Yep. Um, so he sent a letter back to the, the guild from the village that they're from, and he had the um, the sorcerer lady 
uh, asked, he asked her to bring back a bag of flour. Well, not only did she come, but so did the, uh, the spear wielding guy. Basically, I, I'm going to call him a dragoon just because of Final Fantasy. But. Yeah. It reminded me of <laughs> um, Dragoon or a Lancer. Yeah, I was so hoping that he would have ended up actually doing a jump a la Kane or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I was waiting for that, and I was very disappointed when he didn't. But uh, that notwithstanding, he ends up bringing the flower for them, and he's like, you know, we're not just your, uh, um, your um, errand boys. You know, we're not here for fetch quests. You know, sorry, I used the, F, the, the terrible F word there, Ben. <laughs> fetch quests. <laughs> um, but uh, so then he, he brings that down to the dungeon with them and then they end up encountering a beholder uh, at least what I call a beholder it's what they used to call it in Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy in Dungeons and Dragons but uh, basically it's like a floating evil eye that has disintegrate and dispel abilities Yeah. and the fact that he used this bag of flour um, to cause an explosion yeah. was genius. With the arrow as well. I found that funny, by the way. They're like, what if it didn't work? He's like, well, we'll just do it again. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just, we'll just have to keep pinging it with an arrow, you know, every, yeah. every, so, every little bit and uh, whittle it down. And she's like, the, the, um, the, the elf is all like, so it sounds like I'm going to be doing a lot of work with this then, aren't I? Yeah. 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 But uh, no, he ended up using the... Um, the evil eyes spell against it yeah. when it's cast uh, disintegrate at the um, the, the the bone um, warrior yeah. that the uh, lizard man creates. It ends up uh, making the flower um, basically cause an explosion. If you've ever been at a farm, you know that very fine particulates yeah. in a very enclosed space um, will explode if uh, um, a source of ignition is in, in the area. And yeah. um, a lot of elevators in rural areas have exploded because of that. So the fact that they use science in that way was pretty damn cool. And we also yeah. learned from and... the ice cream guy how he learned how these weird facts as well when he yeah. like, asked <laughs> him about how it's done. Fire science! <laughs> yeah, and basically. And good stuff. Yeah, basically oh. uh, alcohol plus uh, ice ice makes it really 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 cold and yeah. uh yeah then fr frozen milk yeah <laughs> um one, one of my favorite moments in the show as well came when we all thought they were screwed where they're pretty much in that tomb that they set a trap for them and that hobgoblin comes in oh yeah with and... the, uh, where they use the cement the, was the, it the cement? With, with the poison uh gas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're pretty much trapped, and you know she has the barrier up so they can't get in. And you yeah. know the elf is shooting them with the arrows, getting as many as possible. But we saw like he just gets destroyed in like one hit from this hobgoblin, yeah. and he's like down and out for the count. And... He's actually a goblin champion. Yeah, goblin champion. Goblin ch Okay, yeah, sorry, goblin champion. No, but yeah, to stop the poison, and they killed a few of the goblins as well. They used their former cement and the uh, the. Um... The dwarf actually cast a spell to speed up the uh, the uh, the the curing process. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, again, a, a case of using spells for yeah. something that they're not necessarily intended for, but uh, mm. yeah, yeah, but but I I particularly like this moment because they were in a way so heavily reliant on him to 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 get them through a lot of these situations, and then he gets taken out. And it's now up to them. And we see that um, the, 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 the girl, the spellcaster, she starts freaking out. And by freaking out, you know, the spells, the, the shield that she's created is starting to give way. 
And, you know, at a moment, she, she like, pretty much pees her pants because she's so terrified. Um, they're, they're pretty much surrounded, and they're, they're, they're trying to fight off as much as they can. And we kind of see him finally come to, and we saw that big red glowing eye on him. And I thought it was really cool because I instantly, my mind just went to, oh, shit, he just went berserker mode. And in a way, he inner beast. In a way, he kind of did because clearly he's in a lot of pain. His armor is completely messed up, but he just goes to town. And obviously, he's not able to kill the the goblin champion, but he's able to severely wound it for him to retreat. Yeah, and all the goblins retreat. Essentially, he saves the day, but he is just. Damaged. Like, then he has to sleep damaged. with virgins. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, um, they make it seem like you know when when the next episode starts up and you, and you see him in in the bed. Um, yeah. They say they cast a spell of resurrection on him. So did yeah. he die? I get. I don't know if he. I, I don't think so. Or or was he like at the brink of death? I think it was more like he was at a brink. I, I think there is an unconsciousness. Like like in Final Fantasy, you, we use revised spells, but they're not dead. They're just unconscious. I feel like that's the same, you know, reasoning. He got knocked so out. So he, he hit zero hit points, basically. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to hit the parlance of D&D. Yeah. And if we were knocked out, they were at zero. Uh, a lot of times, I think in, in D&D, they didn't actually die until you hit, like, negative 10 or something like that. Yeah. So it was like a bleed out if you didn't uh, stabilize, but... I feel there, like was when it comes like to resurrection, that's what it means. Not that he, he actually died, just that it reaches his zero hit points. Very possible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that that episode. But it, it's a lot of stuff in this show that I, I, I hope going further into the season, they, they kind of explore a lot more because, you know... The tablet that they find, I think it was a tablet, or was it like a giant mirror or something? Oh, the, the, the giant mirror. Yeah, mirror. Yeah, like it obviously holds some sort of significance in in the world, but yeah. we don't really learn much about it in this episode. And I yeah. hope they, they kind of start exploring a lot of these other things that go on in this world. Like and it's it really... cool to have like this massive world, right? Yeah. With all these different things happening, but you're only getting the point of view of one simple guy with a simple goal instead of worrying about, you know, the big overall picture of everything else going on. Yeah, we get glimpses that the hero has uh, dispatched the demon lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, the fact that the uh, goblins are still out there is what's actually affecting what we're seeing here. So, you know, and... Yeah, it's... And I think it's it's a, a really well done way of telling a story like i don't like they they don't make you care too much about anything else outside of his world and his story even though there's all this other crazy shit going on it's almost like kind of like real life to us it's like yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the real world and there's a bigger picture but we're kind of focused on getting to work in the snowstorm by the way i (laughs) i hope we don't actually meet the hero I mean, she came to town. Did she? No, she was on her way to town. To... I didn't see oh, the last I one. I arrived. It. Oh, so we can't even talk about the last episode, Ben? I oh. can talk about 
I've read the description of it, so. Okay. Um, should we talk about the last few episodes then? Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, after all this time, he finally finds uh, Goblin Tracks at the farm. And literally, the, the moment the episode starts, it's not the last, it's the second to last episode. I yeah, it's 11 and 12. Yeah, he, like, literally the first scene is Cowgirl is making breakfast, and he comes in, and he just tells her to And you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? And, you know, then he starts explaining what's going on, and he refuses because she knows he's going to stay behind to fight the goblin because that's what he does. So she refuses to leave, um, and really he knows he can't win this fight, and he admits that. He knows that he can kill as many goblins as possible in closed areas, like caves and stuff, but in a wide-open area... He knows he can't do it. And he knows there's a lot of them. There's over a hundred of them being led by a goblin lord, which I guess is the highest rank of a goblin that you can find. Um, and he pretty much surmises that their plan is to take over the farm so that from this the farm location, they can launch an, launch an offensive to attack the city and the town that they're in or that they live nearby. So he goes to the Adventurers Guild, and he pretty much begs anybody that's in the Adventurers Guild to help him uh, defeat the goblins. And they're kind of just like, oh, you know, his thing. Goblins, like, throughout the entire show, people kept saying are just these low-level monsters. Nobody gives a shit. It's all Um, below them, like, you know. Yeah, like, this is him. Let him deal with it. It's a silver rank thing. Let him deal with it. Um, and then one of the characters that we see throughout the show, who is, I believe he uses a spear, um, and this other mage girl who's, who gave him the, the water scroll spear, um, he pretty much says he'll do it, but he wants to get paid for it. Um, and Goblin Slayer says he'll give everything, everything he has, every piece of armor, all his money, any valuable position, including his life, uh, for people to help. Um, and essentially, this guy agrees, and then the, the, the mage girl as well. But then the adventurer guild, the, the adventurer guild girl runs in and says um, that they will offer one gold piece, which is a lot of freaking money in this world, for every goblin that is killed. To anybody. So if you kill 10 goblins, you get 10 gold. So because of this incentive now, everybody decides that they're going because, damn, a lot of gold money. Um, so yeah, in, in, in these two episodes, you know, they, they set up a trap. Goblin Slayer, obviously, the expert knows exactly the tactics the goblins are going to use. They're going to use human shields, they're going to um, use writers where they write. I don't. I don't remember. Are they writing wolves. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to use writers to flank you. There. He pretty much knew all the tactics that they're going to use, and he planned against all of them. Um, and he did it in a way where he saved the human hostages they were using, which was awesome. Uh, with the spellcasters putting everybody, the goblins, to sleep and rescuing all the people. 
And it was just this huge, massive battle, which was really cool to watch. Um, and see his tactics go, go into effect. And just to get your guys' thoughts, uh, at least on episode 11, um, what did you guys think of, of some of these other characters that we've seen in the show? They're not really prominent characters, but we finally see like their expertise and how they fight. And well, I think yeah, the biggest on. bit for me on this is the fact that, you know, when he first tries to, you know, enlist their help, they're all reluctant because they, they think everything it's all below them or they're not going to get paid for it. And he, you, you end up seeing that uh, moment where everything turns around the, the group that he had been working with, the elf, the dwarf, and the lizard man, they, you know, she wanted to jump in right away and be like, you know, and, and say, you guys are stupid. We need to help him. But, you know, the dwarf actually held him back or held her back and she and is like, no, let this play out. And uh, I think he was smart in, in waiting because then we got to see the, the true nature of the, uh, the adventures down there. I mean, granted, not all of them uh, were ready to jump in until the gold reward was put in there, but a few of them were like, yeah, I'll help you out. Just buy me a drink. Yeah. So a few of them, you know, were actually good people with good hearts. And the fact that what he had been doing had been not only impacting, you know, um, the people around him, but also these other adventurers. And they were starting to see, you know, he might be a little bit of an odd duck, but you know what? He's a really good guy and he's working really hard to do something that nobody else wants to do. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah. it, actually getting into the fight then, like you had asked, I thought that seeing the different fighting styles was very interesting. Utilizing the strengths um, of each of the uh, adventurers, like the mages for uh, um, basically ambushing and stopping, being able to save the hostages, um, using ranged attacks, using... Um, you know, ambushes and fighters, the, the the pikes for the riders. Yeah, I mean, it was very well done. And like I said, I thought it was a lot of fun to see the plan go into fruition. But one thing that we, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a missing uh, character there for a little while. We did not actually see Goblin Slayer for most of that. Yes, and we find out later why. Um there was that moment when they thought they were doing so good, they started chasing the goblins into the forest, which ended up being a very bad idea because there was, I believe, four or five goblin champions there. And (laughs) that started to scare a lot of the adventurers, but obviously not the platinum adventurers. The silver Uh, ones. What do you mean? There were no no platinums uh, in that group. The highest ranks, like I said, they were all silvers. Oh yeah, that chased them into the into the forest. It's when the champions came out of the forest where the platinum adventurers were like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be fun. This is what they excel at: is fighting these bigger foes." Which was the the lancer, and I think there's a paladin as well. She had the big shield, um, and her companion, and and the witch as well. Who pretty much the 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 lancer guy and the witch they're kind of like in a party. And he pretty much tells her that he can handle the fight against the champion by himself. So she kind of just leaves and she asks for water, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, she's like, can I have some water? He's like, okay. Some dude just runs off to get her water. Um, but yeah, the, the, the champions, we saw how brutal they were when Goblin Slayer and his companions fought them. And then you see these guys fighting them. 
and you're like, well, shit, these these things are kind of easy com- compared to what we saw before. Um, and it kind of comes down to their abilities. This why why they're platinum adventurer. But yeah, as far as Goblin Slayer goes, we see that Goblin Slayer pretty much he went off to confront the Goblin War. Which again was a really cool moment when you see him coming out of the forest and he's got the big glowing red eye again and berserk. Um But yeah, I, I found this moment in particular very interesting because he went into the fight knowing he couldn't win the fight. And it's the strategy he came up with to defeat the Goblin Lord, knowing he wasn't going to lose. And again, it comes into into the fact that he's so knowledgeable of everything that comes to Goblins. He knows his own ability, and he knows like what it's going to take to win, because he knows he can't do it. Um, what Again, what were your guys' thoughts? Because the plan he came up with was really cool, but it, it messed him up a lot. Um, yeah. Well, the fact that he ended up using the uh, um, the protection spell to basically sandwich the Goblin Lord in between two protect spells. Yeah, again, using defensive spells for offensive <laughs> ability it's fantastic stuff yeah and for those who might not be familiar with what actually is going on uh, with this protection spell it basically creates a a barrier wall that uh, enemies cannot go through but uh, friendly um, party members can uh, shoot things through it as well as go through it either way so Mm-hmm. It's not like it, it creates an impenetrable wall for everybody. It just creates an uh, an area that the uh, the enemies cannot get through. And he ends up using that to his advantage fully. Yeah. Yeah, and we we see the moment like right as he's about to get really messed up, where he breaks his sword into the goblin's chest, but obviously it's not going to kill it. Um, and then the goblins just like stomping on his head and all that. Damn, he's gonna die! And then that's when the spell kicks in, and then it kicks in from the back. And yeah, he's just like sandwiched, and the sword is the the broken off blade is going deeper into his body. And the moment that struck out the most during this whole scene is when the goblin lord starts begging for mercy from the the mage girl, and we get I guess a kind of a flashback of both what the Goblin Lord did and what he told her about what goblins do in a way. And we see that in the past, you know, this Goblin Lord, you know, he was a baby. Somebody spared him. And after they turned around, he grabbed a club and bashed their head in as a child. And it goes all the way back around to saying what he said to her is like, they're going to grow up and they're going to take revenge and you have to kill all of them no matter what. And he's begging for mercy there. And she's just standing there with like this dead look on her. eye. I don't believe a word you're saying. I thought it was a really good moment because it, it just circles back to the very first episode and everything that he said is pretty much truth. Like you can't have mercy on them, even though it looks like you probably should because they will grow up and will take revenge or even worse. Um, 
And we also kind of got uh, an idea of where goblins come from, too, because he said he's going to go back to his cave, the Goblin Lord, and pretty much reproduce with the women that they've captured. So pretty much goblins are half-breeds, from the way I understood it. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, please. It seems like that might be the case. Yeah, which is messed up. <laughs> a little bit skeezy. So pretty much there's no female goblins. Goblins are only male. Um, I guess it just goes to their whole, you know, or something. This is how they reproduce. But, but yeah, no, he, you know, he has a broken arm, face is all jacked up from the helmet, from the dude stepping on his head. But yeah, they are victorious. Um, and the Goblin Horde obviously didn't expect the the strategy that they put in place. Um, but yeah, no, the, the they're victorious. They they go back to celebrate. Everybody gets a whole bunch of money. Some people complain because they think they should get more because they killed the champion instead of a regular goblin. Um, and they're like, a goblin's a goblin. Too bad. You knew well, the rules. Hell, you know, they only got <laughs> one gold for the, the goblin lord. Yeah, and, and they pointed that out. He killed the goblin lord and he got one point too. So a lot of the veteran adventurers, the, the, the platinum ones, are kind of pissed about it because they thought they should have gotten more um but yeah um yeah, yeah they're just celebrating and she he pretty much um asked her what she wanted uh the the little mage girl uh because he offered something for everybody that helped him like anything like of his own and instead of asking for anything you know valuable she just asked him to take off his mask so she can see his face and he did and that's the first time anybody in the guild hall or in the adventurers guild saw his face for the first time we didn't get to see his face (laughs) well technically no because he actually did go into the guild hall once without his armor on and and nobody recognized him yeah. yeah the 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 um the lancer guy didn't recognize him and he's like I think I've I recognize that guy. I think I've seen him before. And, but he yeah. can't play. Yeah, he's super <clears throat> drunk too. Yeah. And no, yeah. The, the great greatest part about that whole bit is nobody's gonna remember it because they were all drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like to add uh, in the background. It's like we just got a whole new keg <laughs> just delivered to us. They're like, yeah, more alcohol. Um. But yeah, no, the last two episodes I thought were really cool. Um, and it, it kind of went around full circle and everything that they had been talking about, everything they've been showing in the show, um, it all kind of came together here. Um, and it showed that goblins are not just below anybody because clearly they can be very, very dangerous. Um, yeah. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, ben, Tim, you guys have been kind of quiet for a little while. Want to chime in uh, for about the end of the show? Um, I mean, I think the part that I like the most about his is that instead, uh, he knew that he was basically bringing people into very dangerous that, and I, I kind of res- gives me a lot of profound respect for him because he put himself in that um, bait role instead of trying to put someone else in to, so he could rescue them. 
Mm-hmm. He put himself in that bait role, and I think that was smart. Very smart. Just because, you know, it's the it's that um that that grand figure. Basically he's a platinum, so you gotta do something insane to throw him off guard. Yeah, and he could have easily asked one of the platinum adventurers to kill the goblin lord. They probably would have had a much easier time than he did. Yeah, remember, continue. actually, there, there, remember, there are no platinum adventurers in this area. There's only like three, been total of three platinum adventurers total, and the hero was the, the like the third one that had ever been uh, created. Yeah, there's not many. They're all just heroes. silver. Yeah, that, that's true. But a goblin lord, like they said, is equivalent to a platinum <clears throat> adventurer. So. Yeah. I guess it's the equivalent. Yeah, as you said, it's a goblin equivalent of a platinum. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of the parallels that they do between goblins and the, you know, the, um, like the the clanmen, uh, the clansmen. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Jesus. The <laughs> the the group, like you know, just the. the it's in Helsing, the... abridged. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> Oh my god, I've lost my thought now. Shit. The <laughs> comparisons, I like the comparisons they make um, between like the ranks of of goblins and then the ranks of of uh, guild guild. Oh my god. Adventurers. Yeah, the adventurers group. Like the warriors of light. You get parallels. You get parallels in both ends, and just because of it, you know, like how. Phrasing. Um, what's his name? How um, <laughs> yeah. Goblin Slayer is so vicious to goblins. He calls himself a goblin to goblins, and it—it's not like necessarily that it, it um, starts to humanize the, um, the the goblins necessarily, which is kind of you know it's you still have the perspective of your characters, but it also gives the world something more substantial, you know, more substantiality instead of it just being whoa, we're out killing weird, nasty, bad bastards. But they they are surviving. They're doing this. We're doing this to them. It's very real, and it doesn't and it doesn't denote the fact that what the goblins are doing are you know bad because it clearly is. But it treats them as an entity that is driven by itself and its own wants. As yeah, they've got their own. Being a state um, there to be killed. They're not just bad guys because they're bad, but they're bad. They're they're bad guys to us, but to them we're the bad guys in a way. Yeah. Yeah, they actually it, have their, uh, you know, their their own side of the story. Yeah, it's good minimal world building, and yeah. I I love this I love this anime for that, because yeah. like, it it creates so much context with very very little. Yeah, such smart writing, such smart creating, and so such intelligent presentation. Yeah, uh, interestingly, I I was looking up and the manga. The last volume actually only came out last October. Oh, well. 2018. So, oh, it's very way, fresh, very new, so... The original creator of One Punch Man is starting to do new stuff again. Mmm, gimme, 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 gimme. What is it? Because, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's actually... One Punch Man is a manga, but the manga is actually also based on a webcomic. Yeah, have you seen yeah. his old stuff? It's awful. Yeah. Like his... <laughs> He, he drew his own stuff, and the art style is just nasty. Yeah. But it has so much heart and integrity yeah. into what he's trying to do that yeah. other groups have come in and finished them for him. Yeah. 
So like, not finished, because he has he, yeah. he finishes an idea with what he's doing, but yeah. somebody comes in and fully realizes it with good visuals. Yeah, and, they basically you know, he he's great at uh, like setting the plot and the framing, but some uh, someone else comes in and like does the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. storyboarding. Like, anyway, sorry yeah, if we go off topic. Then... I just wanted to mention One Punch Man because I miss <laughs> it. No, that's fine. I think I think that's that's a wrap on Goblin. Is that my cue to go One Punch? Uh, I must be. <laughs> YouTube recently spoiled some of it for me for One Punch Man because it keeps referencing, it keeps giving me YouTube videos to the manga. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry for spoiling this for everyone, but I find it funny that later on in the series, there's going to be a like a power scanner thing. I can't wait. Is he going to be over nine thousand? Wait. So does it take place before Frieza comes to the planet? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, oh god, imagine if Freezer turned up with one, one he'd be dead. It'd be, it'd be no, like if not Freezer... if it's Golden Freezer. Golden Freezer's a tank. Just takes damage. Uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But yes, Goblin Slayer ratings. What should we rate it? Faust, what M. would you give Goblin Slayer? <laughs> M, M for Mature? Yes. Arthur... Well, that's what it is rated, but uh, yeah. um, and I, I like the fact that it's basically uh, above everyone that I watch has said uh, it, the, the scenes, it, the depictions here are not for everybody. Please watch, you know, yeah. watch. Yeah, with care. I had a disclaimer in every yeah. episode. It's good. Um, as far as a numerical rating, though, I would probably give it about an eight point five. Like I said, it, it had a slow start for me, but it did build. Um, it wasn't without its flaws, but like I said, overall, towards the end, the story really came together, had a lot of heart. There was a lot of character growth, and uh, like I said, like overall, I, I thought it was pretty good. Nice, nice. Tim? Yeah, I'd second to 8.5. Um, and that goes for both the, the anime and the manga, because I, mm-hmm. I consumed both. I was just crazy about it. So you, so you uh, all caught up on the manga, too? Yep. It's, it's all nice. in the same place right now. But uh, nice. I would... I would say uh, I would recommend either because both of them have their strength. Uh, but I would disclaim that though the anime has its uh, gratu- uh, gratuity, it is far more um, subtle in comparison. Like it's incredibly gratuitous in the manga. Like it's very. I think forward. that's law. Why I think that's legal reasons. I think they can show more in the manga than they can. Yeah. The anime. Just, just know that it's much more vulgar. Yeah. Uh, Klaus is having to drop out. Uh, go rest. Yeah, guys. Man. Un- yeah, I'm came into this with a headache. Unfortunately, it hasn't improved. So, just unfortunately, I'm going to really away from the world. That's what I do. And I uh, just want to thank you guys for having me on again. If you no, do want to follow me, you can catch me out at uh, um, uh, phxdn underscore klauss on Twitter. And uh, like I said, if you are going to be in the Minneapolis area end of uh, March. Uh, look into checking out uh, Anime Detour. Great uh, anime convention. Also, how'd you go to a concert? Oh, Distant Worlds on uh, March 1st. Um, I'm also hosting a uh, pre-concert meetup at Rock Bottom Brewery, uh, which is also in downtown Minneapolis. Um, So if you're going to be in the area and want to go see an amazing show and hang out with other Final Fantasy fans, um, I urge you to check that out as well. So, thanks again for having tickets, me, guys. Go to the meeting, maybe. Yeah, definitely. You know, good beer, good friends, yeah. good fun. Thanks again, guys. Have a good one. No thanks problem. for coming, Klaus. Take care. 
Feel better, man. Rest well. Uh, ben, what would you rate it? Well, I was going to go with a nine. And then I had a flashback to that scene with the sword maiden at the the bathtub area. And I might have to give it Ten. a 9.5. I mean, 10 if it was uncensored. But no, it was censored. So, 9.5. Read the manga. Okay, I'll read the manga. I will go with a 9 myself. I... I do feel like some parts can can drag a little bit, but overall, I think there's a lot of context and subcontext in this show that that really did it for me, and I was I was into it through and through. Um, so yeah, I can't believe ben. how long we we did this for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we're gonna keep going though, Ben. Yep. Uh. Dragon Ball Let's... Super Broly the movie. Well, uh, before we get to the movie, you had some news. Oh yeah, I've read yeah. online that it's reached a hundred million dollar grossing worldwide, which is a crazy amount of money. Yes, for an anime. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. If that doesn't tell them, we need more. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> We need more dragons. Bring us more Dragon Ball. Yes. Alrighty, Ben. You watched Brawley two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, we watched it like four days before you. Um, yeah. No, you've watched it a week before me. Yes, a week before you. Yeah. It's still very fresh in our minds, though. I'm oh. sure Tim and I can still contribute to this as much as we can but yes you watched it you haven't had a chance to talk about it yes tell us your thoughts on the legendary super saiyan well i want to start with i'm so happy they made the uh bardock story of dragon ball minus into the actual canon storyline because i actually prefer (laughs) minus to the original bardock story as much as i didn't mind the bardock story because you know me saying me do well me punch punch and i can see the future um, I I I I like this redoing a retelling of Bardock. Um, the fact that he doesn't have magic powers, but he just used the fact that he's a war veteran to realize. Wait, Freezer wants all the people on the same planet at once. That's a little suspicious, especially when it comes to Freezer. Um. So yeah, uh, uh, uh skipping the, uh, the fact that we learned that King Cold actually owned, um. The Freezer Force at one point when it was originally called the Cold Force, which I, I mm-hmm. kind of like the name better. I the Cold Force. The Cold Force, <laughs> uh, which means that yes. Ginyu Force probably were run under King Cold originally. Um, yeah, that's true. We also know, fun by that Jace is the only person to have seen uh, Ginyu's original body. Um, so, Wait, we weren't that in this movie. No, we. I he did a little. Uh, interview before a movie. Um, so this body, the purple body, is not his original. That's not his original body. God damn it! We need an origin movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it shows you how long he's had that body, though. If he had it when they took over the Saiyans, uh, I also like Massacre X theory of the fact that the the um, the reason that uh, King Cold was probably the one who actually gave the Saiyans. 
the hero, yellow, hero, her, yeah, oh, God damn it, I can't say the word, uh, hierarchy that it has. Because if you notice, the hierarchy. yeah, if you hierarchy. notice that King Vegeta's out armor looks a lot like King Cold. Well, we know that they supplied them with yeah. the armors. I wouldn't be surprised the fact that I, I like Matsuko X theory and the fact that King Cold probably saw how powerful the Saiyans could be and held them up and then he's just like picked one of them and said, you're the new king, King Vegeta. And then, of course, each king is then called King Vegeta. Because we know that King from the movie that King uh, Prince Vegeta is Prince Vegeta the Fourth. So, mm -hmm. there's been three other King Vegetas before him. So, Interesting. Um, so Vegeta is more of a title than it is his name. Even though it's his name, it's a, like a title as well, I guess. It's weird. Um, and then I I don't get why right Paragus seemed to be a decent-ish rank in the army. Mm -hmm. Yet for some reason he wasn't allowed up at the top with all the elite babies. You'd have thought because of how high rank he was. That his baby would also be in a decentish rank. Well, I don't think it's the fact that he was a high rank power wise. I think yeah. it's because he was a strategist. I guess. So, like he he himself wasn't. I think the way they judge babies is yeah. obviously by their power level. So. Yeah. But I'm just saying, King Vegeta was so pissed that he was up there when it's like, why is he up here with the lieutenants and the. Grand Chancellor Nappers. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it could be, you know, like a monarchy type of thing. Yeah. Where, you know, the name holds more than I who guess. you are. Like, maybe the Paragus name isn't that good. Maybe. Low rank. Uh -uh. Uh. But anyway, we moved on from that. Basically, King Vegeta realized that Broly would be dangerous. Um, but rather than executing him, he sent him off to a different planet to basically execute him. Um, but after hearing this, Paragus chased after him to try and look after his baby boy with, I think it was Leek, wasn't it? I think it, it, the, There are some random saying, I don't know. Uh, I, I do want to say, I, I did very much enjoy that Paragus looked like the old Paragus. Yes. In his younger age. <laughs> yeah. And I also like the fact that we learned that not all Saiyans could blast planets or kill people. We learned that some Saiyans are just mechanics and just regular folk. You know, mm -hmm. not all Saiyans were born to be like space invading pirates like Bojacks. Uh, but... Yeah, <laughs> but I, I still think that goes to their power. Level. Oh yeah, I think so. Like, the weaker they are, the above more. A certain, yeah, if it's above certain amount, then you're automatically. Yeah warrior yeah i think so but I, I like the fact that there is a difference you know you know and i also like the fact that we learned that some of them haven't even turned ape as we learned from leak or whatever his name was the um, other guy um but he'd never turned ape in his life so mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah I, and then we he landed and they got shocked that he the baby had killed one of these spiders things, spider ant things. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, how we could have done that?" And then, by the way, Leek is like, "But his power level is nine hundred and ten. That's more powerful than I am." 
<laughs> By the way, I, I think the reason why they went over 900 was to make a reference to 9,000. Yeah, probably. It's like, his power level's over 900! Because they couldn't say 9,000. At, 9, at least in the stupid. English dub. Yeah. <laughs> Mistranslation, baby. Yeah. Gotta love it. Uh, his power level's over 8,000, Regina! Uh, anyway, then the... Uh... Oh, what is it next? Off that... Yeah, but yeah, they realized that he turned into a great ape because of the fact that there were stretch marks in his armor. And that explains how he was able to destroy the uh, spiders. Conveniently yeah. leaving their legs so he can eat their delicious leg juices. Gross. Well, that's why he seemed to eat the most, is their delicious I know. leg juices. It just, does not, it just does not look appetizing at all. <laughs> I guess it's got more bone marrow. So... Also, you'll find out later about the fact that he's never touched water, and I'm like, how did he survive? Was it the, was it the notorious, <laughs> notur notorious baby food and water at the same Wait. time? Yeah, it's like it's with like generally a... <laughs> animals, so they get all their moisture from their food, which is the only thing they have. So true. M three. Guess it just feels weird, and then later on we meet the rabbit. Pet worms. I like. I like to think of them as rabbit pet worms. They were cute. They're they also, were cute. They were cute. <laughs> Dangerous and cute. Also, you learned the backstory about his little robe thing around his waist that it's actually a corpse of one of them, or the ear of one of them that he used to train yeah. with and have as a friend. Until Paragus like, no, Broly, friends make you weak. You don't have friend. Only friend is Paragus and books. So basically, he was Chi Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Your only friend, Gohan, is books. You know how Icarus. Icarus is not canon. Whoa. I, I, I kind of want a future timeline where Gohan now has the ear of Icarus around his waist. Oh my god. That's messed up. <laughs> He's grown up with Chi Chi. Old Chi Chi with a beard. <laughs> Chi Chi, the worst mother. Uh, but also the best mother in a way. Uh, uh, well, that, that that was basically... And then we got the cool fight scene that I loved. With Goku and Vegeta training above the water with Head Chalala playing in the background. And that gave me chills. I loved that part. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, I really did. Uh, I, 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 that was one of my best moments. Cause I really? Yeah. I, I, I like it's the, it, it, it was just really well timed with the music. Because I like the Head Chala song, so. Uh, uh, I wish that had been extended more. Oh, by the way, about the, uh, the Bardock stuff, I'm expecting the Bardock scene to be extended in the Blu ray release. I'll take it. Because um, we saw Bardock perfectly fine before he sends Goku off, and then suddenly they cut to Freezer trying to blow up the planet, aka the original Bardock episode. And Bardock is yeah. now in completely damaged armor. Um, and he's never, he yeah. don't see any damaged armor the entire time until then. So I really think there was a scene there where we saw like the original, you know, like the original episode of Bardock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel, I feel yeah, that was cut. 
Yeah, the scene just felt weird. Like like you said, it shows him and then it shows him yeah. blasting the ball of energy. Yeah, okay. he's in damaged armor with scars and cuts. I feel like mm. we're gonna in the full in the uh, Blu-ray release, they'll we'll get like an. A, I don't think it's gonna be long. Maybe a couple of minutes, where he goes around and tries to warn people about what's happening, and then a couple of them believe him and they go off and they try and yeah. Well. Any hell, more I don't even think, hell, I don't even think that the uh, damage that he's got was from the freezer forces. I feel like some of the Saiyans won't believe him, so, will, will believe him so little that they'll actually attack him for saying it. I just hope there's more footage of Uncle Beerus and... Oh, Bo yeah, Pan. Uncle Beerus and Baby Pan. Or Bulla. Uncle Beerus. No, it was Bulla. Oh, yeah, Bulla. <laughs> I want, I want yeah. extended edition with Pan as well, though. Yes, and, and more Baby Raddick. Baby Raditz or with his smoker-sounding voice. It sounds, Raditz, baby. baby Raditz sounds like he's been smoking a load before he, he even got, became that age. Hey, more Raditz, more entertainment. <laughs> also, I find it funny that we got more references to Tarble than we did Gohan. <laughs> None of, I, that's one thing I disliked about the movie, is that really... None of the, the none of the are not none of the non-Saiyan characters, even the Saiyan characters, apart from Goku and Vegeta, really had any time to shine. Even Piccolo, who was in the movie, was just like Goku's like Piccolo, you're my checkpoint. Well, <laughs> let's face it, Piccolo already knows he doesn't stand a chance, so why yeah. go and get in the way? Yeah, but imagine the laughs if if, um, if 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 Go Tanks attacked Broly. No, well, <laughs> I mean, go, you know, <laughs> King Goten, you know, because uh, Broly's such got such a simple mind because of the way he's been, you know, I would have imagined that it could have been quite a funny scene with Goten's using these like pranky moves and Broly getting confused, and then Broly learning these moves, yeah, Broly using the ghost <laughs> kamikaze, yeah, but how I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would have loved that. Just you know, uh, yeah, just to add a bit more humor because it was a very serious movie, uh, which was good. It, it, but it was when the fighting started. Yeah. There was still some humor with Goku being, you yeah. know, Goku. He's but... <laughs> and also, I, I, I'm watching. I realized that Pillof Gang was in one scene, and that made me happy. Who was the Pillof Gang? You know, my oh yes, shoe and yes. They, they should always be everything. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Also, um, if, have you watched the Son Goku special with uh, Tarbul? I have not, no. The two main villains, which say that their, their power was equal to Frieza in his first form. Um, they actually appear in the... Um, they actually appear in the movie in the background. Oh, really? Yeah, they're on the. Yeah, when the you see Freezer for the first time, uh, uh -huh. there's some of the the troops in in the salt in the group. So yeah, because nice. I don't think they get killed; they get away if I'm brightly. Because it was like a jokey episode. Basically, um, they attack Tarbul's homeworld, and Tarbul runs away and asks Vegeta for help for beating him. And they're like, "Oh, but they're like, oh, but we're the we're oh, the." Yeah, the yeah. I know who you're talking about now. They're in Dokken Battle. Yeah. They're like, they're oh. in the, 
the terrible event. You fight yeah. them. Yeah, like, we're equal to first form freezer, and they all just burst out laughing. And then they put, they, then they go out. Basically, Goku has become a Raditz farmer. Radish farmer, sorry, <laughs> a Raditz farmer. Yeah, uh, farm. I need a farm Raditz. <laughs> well, he becomes a radish farmer, and they're like, uh, they have to go pick whichever gets the biggest radish wins and has to fight them. And Gotens gets the biggest one. Yes. Uh, so that was the Sun Goku special in a nutshell, right there. It was a good episode. Basically, Hercule was holding a, like, basically, it started because Hercule was holding, like, a hotel, a new hotel. He was opening a new hotel. And this all happens. So. Poor Hercule getting screwed over again. Always. Uh, Savior of the universe. Savior of the universe. Well, please continue with Brawly. Uh, so later, uh, well, basically, he goes into fighting after that with Goku and Vegeta taking their turns to fight Broly. I'm actually happy that they gave Vegeta a good showing against Broly. I was worried that he'd get completely shafted, but no, he really did kick some ass. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. I, I was all for that, too. Yeah. Finally, Vegeta gives the spotlight a little bit. And Super Saiyan God Vegeta is sex. Super Saiyan God Vegeta, yeah, finally, yeah. canon. It's finally canon. <laughs> in, in the anime, at least. Yeah, because um, yeah, in the manga, he was actually the first one to use the form against in the Tournament of Power. No, not Tournament of Power, Universe 6 tournament, I think it was. Ah, okay. He, he realized that Super Saiyan God was actually a little bit faster than blue so he would switch between blue and god to uh, trick the opponent oh nice yeah um so uh anyway they realized that Brody was actually getting stronger uh as they were fighting him and learning really fast just like saiyans do really but faster than normal yeah, he was adapting really quick. Yeah. So, they eventually decided that they had to team up. That's the only way to be, which was a shock because, you know, how much Vegeta hates teaming up. Which was why it was even a shocker that Vegeta was pretty much the first one to suggest teaming up. Because he flew in with Goku. For, I know it was just because he wanted to fight, probably, but still. It's not like Vegeta well, to uh, be uh, like, oh, let's team up, Kakarot, and fight the Broly. I guess it's one of those things that once again, it kind of bothers me yeah. where one guy is fighting and the other one yeah. is totally off screen doing nothing. It's yeah. like, why? Just jump in there and do stuff, man. Yeah, but that's their character. <laughs> Could, that, clearly, he's getting his ass kicked yeah. when Brawly's just like incredible Hulk yeah. in the Avengers movie to Loki yeah. over there. On oh, Goku yeah. Which, by the way, is funny as well because. Uh, <laughs> When he smashes him in the ground, like he did, uh, like uh, Hulk did Loki, he was in God form. Yeah. It, so it was just an Avengers. Yeah, you know, it's like puny saying God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just jump uh, in and help out, man. Uh, but uh, then they anyway they fuse, and then you got the joke fusions, the old the uh, old Goku. Gia and the fat Gogeta. I liked yeah. them in a way, but I didn't like them. Uh, I don't know. I wish they'd just, uh, done that as a Blu-ray extra. It just felt like padding. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's one of those things where we talked about it, yeah. and I felt like they kind of like that's one particular moment just showed us that Frieza lasted longer against Brawly than the two of them. Yeah, combined because <laughs> they they lasted for an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> who knows how long their fight was? Uh, but for, for G, uh, no, Golden Frieza only lasted an hour because they only took an, an hour, hour and a half. Oh yeah, an hour and a half. No. no, an hour because it's half an hour. For... Yeah, just an hour. Yeah, just oh yeah, an hour. an hour. Okay, my bad. Oh yeah. man, I'm sorry. Jeez, calm down. Dude. Yeah. Oh shit! What? Jumping in, screaming at me and shit, Tim. Just like the I'll movie. Just... <laughs> no, Tim, come back. Nope, I suck. Don't worry about it. Well, you, okay. So, Ben. Yeah. Talk to me about Frieza in this movie. What was your opinion of Frieza? I wish you'd done more. I, I Thank like, you. I, I like the reference, though, with Bulma's joke. I like the fact that there was so many small Easter eggs that ended up being Easter eggs that you didn't know about. Well, not Easter eggs, but continuation. Like, Bulma's like, I want to be five years younger. They're like, why? Why only five? You could be around ten. And she's like, oh, but everyone will notice it then. And then later on, Freezer's <laughs> like, but I want to be five centimeters taller. And they're like, but why only five centimeters? Because that, because I want people to think I'm still growing. Otherwise, it'll be noticeable. I liked bits like that that happened where you, if unless you were paying mm. attention, you would not notice the fact that yeah, you know, that parallel each other. Um, the only one bit that you're gonna hate me, but my favorite part with Freezer has to be Paragus. Um, major spoilers here, <laughs> the, but the, the Academy Award-winning Freezer. <laughs> oh no! A stray energy blast has hit your father. Oh no, he's dead. Wow! <laughs> I, uh, I love I, that. I, I really no, did. I enjoyed the moment. I just didn't enjoy how Brawley reacted to it. <laughs> I like the fact that Freezer knew he'd react like that, though. Freezer's like, wait there. Remember when Goku saw Krillin die? I wonder what happens if Paragus dies. Pop. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, again, it's, it, it, to me, it just felt like a rushed moment for Brawley. Yeah. Where he sees it, he just like shakes his head and yeah. transforms. Yeah. They could have put more emotion there, like do a little flashback of, you know. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was cut, though. I feel like that, again, that'll be an extent. I feel like there's some scenes that were really cut. Remember, this movie was intended to be three hours long. Uh, the original script was like, just over three hours. I would have taken three hours, man. Yeah. So I can't imagine all the little bits like that that were cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is guesses. We, I don't know what the yeah, exact strip was, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, then we saw Broly go to legendary form, and then we saw Goku and Vegeta fuse, and as I said before, we got the joke forms, and then we got Sex Jita or v- Vuku Vuku okay. or whatever it was. <laughs> so okay, so Ben, yeah, talk to me about Gogeta for a little bit here. I like it. Felt... It's, it's too soon, dude. He's he's sensitive about Gogeta. Yeah, I'm sensitive. <laughs> no, listen, listen. You to like me personally, no, to me personally, <laughs> goddamn. After watching the movie, I still believe it was an absolute mistake to reveal Gogeta. Oh, they should have mis- revealed him at all. That should have been a. I, well, I revealed it myself before they revealed it, but. 
Well, even even if there were leaks about the character, that's fine. Let it. Let people think well, there's no, a leak, I, and he I, might I, just be a made-up character, like freaking. Yeah. No, I knew it. I knew. One. No, I didn't need the leak to know. I really. Yeah, did. you you called it a long time ago because of all the promotions with Fusion Reborn. Movie. Yeah, I was like, shit. There's Fusion Reborn. Even Janemba's gonna <laughs> appear, or. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't need no fucking leaker. I I am the leaker, but not really. People yeah. see me. But oh, I, oh boy, <laughs> I, I I felt like it was just such a big mistake. The only thing I really liked was remember that Brody has that weird dimension thing where, like, he flashes the yeah dimensions when he powers up. Yeah, yeah I yeah, love yeah. the fact that they broke through different dimensions because of how powerful they both were. That's the yeah, where they're. I, I have some continuity issues with that, but <laughs> why? It's it makes sense actually, to be honest. Well, it does, but when Goku and Beerus did it in Battle of the Gods, Whis had to stop them immediately because they're destroying yeah. the universe. But here, it's okay. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> well, they Whis weren't didn't in the universe right anymore. They were already in. Yeah, the they broke into a different universe, so it's fine. Oh, come on. I'd they see still broke like through. Yelled that <laughs> yeah. dimension into existence while in the chime chamber. Yeah, as I said, they've already done it before when Go Tanks jumped into it. Yeah, so I can understand. I I kind of like that, and I love the. F it reminded me of like some weird Doctor Strange moment. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, I, I, again, I felt like even though it didn't happen yeah. in one shot, I still think Gogeta beat Brawly in a shot. Even Bro though it wasn't just a yeah. one hit, Brawly didn't stand a chance. No, Brawly didn't. And to be <laughs> fair, Gogeta was the villain. Yeah, you know, Brawly really was an innocent man. All, all in all, really. I know he killed people and stuff, but compared to the fact that uh, Gogeta was just going to finish him off with no mercy when he was weakened. Um, That's true. Uh, but see, again, it's again doesn't make sense. He wants to kill Brawly, but he spares Frieza. Again. Yeah. I and feel it's like... A with Frieza, though. I, I don't know. To be fair, I don't think that's... Remember, Goku wanted to spare Broly. Because even when he froze him, he said, "I don't sense any evil in you. I sense that you're a good person that doesn't want to fight." No, uh, no, I know, but like you're saying, he was just gonna finish him off. Yeah. But yet, they saved Frieza again and let him go. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I love Frieza's <laughs> face during that as well. They're like, "Who are you?" It's like, "I am Goku and Vegeta fused." We are. You didn't notice because you were dead. He's like, oh, "For fuck's sake, more <laughs> bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> it's true more bullshit um but yeah the, um, that that was my biggest problem yeah. with frieza in general in this movie yeah. is the fact that in the beginning of the movie when we first see goku <laughs> and frieza and we know frieza's collecting the dragon balls yeah. they literally talk about how like vegeta straight up tells him that we have to kill frieza you let him live, and who knows what he's going to do with yeah. the Dragon Ball. But yet again, at the end of the movie, they let him go, and we see the scene where Frieza is just destroying random worlds and universes. Yeah. And all those deaths are on their heads. They have to be on their heads. Yeah. 
because they again let him live. And it just bothered me because in the beginning you said you had to do it and then you had the chance and you let him go for no reason. Even though he just brought this psychopath Saiyan to kill you. Let's let him live. (laughs) Uh, You might unlock Platinum Freezer. Freezer Blue. Sapphire Freezer. Freezer has to get a new form because his power level of all the power levels is the most inconsistent in my opinion yeah. at this point. Because Golden Frieza was more powerful than Boo when he yeah. first appeared, but yet he's weaker than God in the Tournament of Power. Yeah. What the hell is that? And then he unlocked True Golden Frieza, remember, which is more powerful than Fre- Golden Frieza. Yeah, because he learned to finally control the power. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, his power level is just so obscure at this point that... I wish they'd gone the with the original What's the point of gold? I wish they'd gone with the original leaked version of the fat. By the way, of the wish of the fat, he wanted to be taller like his brother, cooler. I take it. I take it so hard, man. Yeah. Cooler I don't know. Like, there's a lot of like issue with that wish, but I feel like that what he yeah. that he told them that 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 was going to be his wish. I feel like it was just a dodge. Like he was lying to them. No, I feel like that's that was what his I was wish. hoping for too. No, I really do feel like that was his wish. I really do. I feel well, like his reasoning. That... I mean, I felt like his reasoning for not wanting immortality, like, just didn't make any sense at all. No, I, I could understand why he didn't want an invincible body. That made sense. But immortality, I don't know. That's why I, I, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like a Saiyan that wishes for immortality would actually be weaker. I actually think a saying that wish for immortality will actually stagnate over in power. Because the Saiyan gets so much stronger because of the Zenko boosts because they're near death. If they can never get near death because they're immortal, I feel like they um, would lose that Zenkai boost. Well, no, 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 no. Zamazu dies. He dies and comes right back. It's like instantaneous. Like quick. Like not even a second. Because about... during, during the Zamazu fight, yeah. Zamazu got stronger during the fights too. No, no, he Goku was... Black got stronger, but Goku Black does have an immortal body. But no, Zamazu did too because before he like got his ass kicked by <laughs> Vegeta or Goku, even Trunks. Yeah. But then later into the series, we can see him gaining the upper hand on on them a little bit. Yeah. I say because he got used to fighting them, I feel like, more than actually getting stronger. Yeah, immortality just stops you from dying. That doesn't yeah. stop you from being near death. So yeah, but I still Zamasu think doesn't have a Saiyan Sankei boost thing either, does he? It's not a no, he doesn't. But that's why that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it puts you can be near death, you just yeah. won't die. So I still think it'll work for Saiyan. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, but yeah, no, um, yeah. Uh, what about the ending for you, Ben? Uh, you mean how that... did you feel about having an invincible trump card <laughs> that you can call on maybe in the future? Well, he's not, <laughs> well, as long as he gets his train properly, then yeah, he's an invincible. But they've already got an invincible. Remember the Xenobun? Yeah. Now they've got two now. 
<laughs> well, you can't call Zeno to fix your problem. The problem with Zeno is he can destroy you at the same time That's if you true. want. But so will Broly. <laughs> If he can't control it. Yeah. And that's my problem. Like, if he wants to control it, yeah. he's just going to be Kale. Yeah, he and is. he's going to be weaker. And he's going to be weaker. Like, Kale was way more powerful when she couldn't control yeah. it. Um, uh, but yeah, do, do you think that they'll start to implement Brawly more if oh, yeah, there I is think a continuation be a main, of the series? He'll be a main character in the story. Do you think he'll be as popular though? Like, do you feel like his popularity is gonna dwindle if he's just a regular character all the time? No, no. But I don't think they're gonna use him that much. They're gonna use him for certain arcs, like you know how Future what? Trunks is one of the more popular. I vomited a bit when I said oh. that. How Future Trunks <laughs> is one of the more popular characters just because of the fact that he's <laughs> he's yeah he's not used that much really. He was used for the uh, trunks, yeah, the uh, Android Saga, and then he disappeared, and then he was back for the, you know, the future Zamasu arc. Trunks was a really popular That's... character. I feel like Broly well, would be brought like for like big hype moments, like in some okay, sort so, of future okay, arc. Okay, so then where where do you see his character progressing if they keep him around? I feel like he's going to become like... just like a. a it's just gonna be like Goku, but more gentle. I feel like he's gonna be more, even more. I think he's gonna be Android sixteen. He's gonna like birds. He's gonna like a bird. No, I feel God. like he's gonna be <laughs> reluctant to fight anything. But when he has to fight, because you know he's going to have to. Oh yeah, he's gonna have um, to fight. I'm I'm just wondering, like, he's gonna have to get trained to control that power. Yeah, which Goku will do. Yeah. Maybe. Way, how scary was that scene, really, in a way? They're like, but what if we change planets? Goku's like, I can see anywhere you go. <laughs> I can see you when you sleep. But he doesn't know where they're making. <laughs> Goku knows where they are. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he Goku, doesn't. Yeah, he does. Goku knows where the Namekians are. He put them there. No, he doesn't. He's the no, only person in the universe that knows where they are. Not even North Kai knows where they are. He knows where they are. That's that's why. How does he know, man? I don't know, but that's why you know in the um, manga. Well, they had to tell you if you knew this. Uh, it's in the manga. Oh. Um. He's he's like oh, it looks like um, what's it? Oh, what was it? What's that new guy? Moro. He said, oh, it looks like Moro's uh, North Kai's like oh, it looks like Moro's going to that dead space of the galaxy. And Goku goes, oh, that's where the Mechians are. And North Kai looks confused. How? How does he know that? <laughs> Nobody, all they know yeah. is they ask for the dragon to find a planet and send them to a planet that's identical to planet Namek. Yeah. And that's where they went. That was literally the last week. Only yeah. Dende knows where they are because Dende was able to communicate them yeah. with them at the end of the Boo Saga. And Goku knows as well. Wow, that's just... Goku... Well, that's a manga. In the anime, I had no idea. Yeah, Which I find <laughs> I funny thought. that Goku knows, but the Kai of that... Sw yeah, the Kai doesn't. That's because the Kai is useless. <laughs> hey, North Kai taught him Kaioken and Spirit Bomb. Well, North Kai doesn't exist. So North Kai does. King Kai. Well, okay, King Kai. I'm talking about the other Kai's... 
Yeah, the other Kai's don't exist. <laughs> so technically, it's just King Kai. Yeah, it's just King Kai. <laughs> King Kai is dead. All he wants to do is come back to life. Yeah, him give him his damn wish. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, the, the manga proves pisses me off even more. It's like Goku, you know where the Namekians are. Just warp to them and use their Dragon Balls to wish him back to life. <sighs> oh. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Um. I hope they keep Brawly away for a bit. I don't want him to be like a series regular. Yeah, I want him, if he's come back, I hope he comes back for like uh, maybe an, the second arc. It would it would have to be an arc that yeah. requires them to really need his power. Like the and tournament of I, power. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> if I Gogeta, need... not, not good enough to save the universe, but important enough to save Earth. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no, UI Goku is supposedly stronger than Gogeta. UI Goku? Yeah. Well, I would assume so. Yeah. So imagine what well, UI Gogeta would, would be. I would say stronger. I would say he's better at dodging shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would say UI Goku would be able to beat Gogeta. I I just want you know. I think Broly should get trained by Kale. I just want to see them fight. Uh, no, Broly should get trained by Jiren. Then he'd just be the same as he is. Even. Yeah. I also want. <laughs> I also want a spin-off. Um, spin-off where we see Gohan go and tra- go and do like a special episode. Uh, uh, this is my dream. I want like a Gohan. I, I hate saying that because I don't like Gohan that much. But I want a Gohan specific episode where. Um, he, he 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 goes over to Universe Eleven, or I think it's Universe Eleven, isn't it? And um, they have a crossover with Great Sam Man and Great Sam Woman and the um, Pride Troopers. Yes, yeah. I'll take it. I I want an episode dedicated to Gohan, which is felt. Just have an episode of Gohan. <laughs> eh? Just an episode of Gohan doing one of his lectures. Oh my god. And he's just talking about how much of a failure he is. Yeah. But, no, to be fair, in some ways I hope they bring in the... I don't know if you've read, known much of the Dragon Ball Online storyline. Um, no. Well, I actually want their canons. I want that the way that Goku and Vegeta die to be canon from Dragon Ball Online. If I'm honest. That would, that would be my way of killing off both characters. Uh, for, for, for anyone that doesn't know... Um, Dragon Ball Online was a, a slightly successful MMO in Japan. Uh, you can actually download it online now because people have actually made fan translations with unofficial servers. Uh, yeah. So you can actually play most of it in English. Um, but what they do is they have Gohan be... Um, after Goku and Vegeta die, Gohan actually starts writing books on key control to teach people how to use key. Nice. He becomes a successful author of like teaching people how uh, all all the different ways of key and writing stories about Goku and Vegeta. Um, there you go. But the way than what he's doing now. Yeah, but the way Goku and Vegeta die is how I kind of want them to die. I know that sounds gruesome, but I that's I kind of want them to die like this in the show. You know how Goku and Vegeta have that rivalry that they never you know settled because yeah. they never got to finish it. Yeah, just as they reach the age where they're going to go from, like... Because remember, Saints age really fast once they reach maturity. 
you know, they, they're like in their young age for the longest time, and then once they reach a certain age, they just sort of like it's like a switch that flips and they become old. Okay. Uh, when they realize they're about to reach old age, both Goku and Vegeta go to a different galaxy and just fight each other until they die. Hmm. That's sad, Ben. They don't even die with their loved ones. That's horrible. Yeah, but they die how they would love to fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's... They're doing what they love. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I would like that. What about you, Tim? Would you like that? It would be fitting, that's for sure. Yeah. And since how they, since they both really like fighting, yeah, I feel like that would be. I, I see it kind of like the end of Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah. Where they're both like just shoving sendu beans in each other's mouths that they beat. The <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like the, the reason why they go to a different galaxies is that they're so, they're fighting so much they're actually blowing up the planets as they're fighting. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's a new arc. Yeah. Going on in the manga right now, and we find out how Goku and Vegeta lose their god powers. Well, we don't um, know if they lose them yet. They I'm pretty sure they're going to lose them. Oh, they will. Yeah. They will. I feel like it's going to be like... interesting. Yeah. Because now would be a good time to you know, bring in Brawly, who doesn't have god power. Oh, maybe Brawly's going to teach him to become Zerg. That'll be. Well, like. Brody will go Super Saiyan <laughs> 4. And they don't need God Power to go Gogeta. Yeah. Yeah, but Gogeta Blue is way different than. Plus, see, the Moro isn't, isn't physically powerful. We've seen that in the manga already. He's really weak physically. Who? So, the bad guy. Yeah, but he also eats God Power, so. Yeah. Well, no, he eats life energy. And God Powers. They've confirmed it. Yeah. So that's how they're assuming he's gonna lose. They're gonna lose their god powers. Yeah, but I feel like they'll get it back once they beat him because they're gonna get Boo to help. So. Oh, this is also why Beerus can't help them yeah. at all either. So. Does he just eat Beerus then, like body and everything? Num num num. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just want King Kai back. King Kai is grossly missing in Super. Yeah. Well, that's because of the him. voice actor. Getting... Didn't remember the voice actor passed away. I have no idea. I yeah. mean, the English voice actor is kind of healthy. Yeah, but it's made in <laughs> Japan first, so. Oh, so uh, America just doesn't matter. Well, I it's mean, kind of yeah. <laughs> it's a it, was why, GT like... made by America? Yeah, GT was made by American. Oh my god. This is what we get for making... <laughs> yeah. Ignore everything I said. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Well, Bomo's voice actor died and she's still around. Yeah, but the they replaced... She's also yeah. pivotal, basically. Yeah, she's part of... King Kai is not pivotal? Not compared to Bulma. Oh my god. What yeah, did Bulma like do? There's sex you know. Bulma made the Dragon Ball radar. There we go. Okay, nobody else had to use that. You just push a button and it turns on. Yeah, but she made it. Before that, there wasn't even such a thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hell, without it, would technically Goku would still be in the in the forest area, living off fish. So. 
Anyway, let's wrap it up here. Um, I don't want to. I want to keep going. Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. <laughs> I want to give it a 9 out of 10. The I, I loved the animations. I loved certain fights. I loved the music. But I was sad that Blizzard wasn't in it. You know, the trailer music that a lot of people hated, but I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 it got replaced by songs of them saying the character's name. Go, go, Gita, go, go. Which guy... <laughs> It was kind of like a wrestling uh, thing, really, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. The, the, the worst thing is, like, the song and the beat actually sounds good, but when you put yeah. the vocal in it, it completely kills it. Yeah. Broly, 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 Broly. Also, at least Broly confirmed Super Saiyan 4. How does Broly confirm Super Saiyan 4? Because Broly is yeah. Super Saiyan 4. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He is literally everything that Super Saiyan 4 is. He's legendary he, Super Saiyan. He, he controls the power yeah. of... of uh, Asaru, uh, uh, Super Saiyan 4 is an, a, a Saiyan with the Asaru powers in human form. Raphael Broly is an Asaru, a Saiyan in an Asaru form. That is Super Saiyan 4. And he even gets the same Super color Saiyan. eyes as Super Saiyan 4. His eyes go, like, yellow. That's dreadful. Please don't ever say that again. Well, I, I like the fact that they've reimagined Super Saiyan 4, and I feel like that's gonna what's going to make Brody different. You know, Brody's going to go a different path than the Goku and Vegeta, because I don't think he's going to get God Forms. I feel like he's going to master Super Saiyan 4, or whatever they're going to call it, Rafael Saiyan. And then... Well... Uh, Berserk Form is going to be like his blue... Well, Vegeta already confirmed that Kale's Berserker form is the final form of a Super Saiyan. Yeah. How he knew that, I have no idea. Because... But then, in the movie, he's like, we've never fought this power type of power before. He's like, you kind of did, like, a month ago. Yeah. Against Kale. Anyway, I'm going to end it here. The little things. It's the little things, man. Yeah, I'm going to end it here. Um, okay. Gary... Got yes, shout I am. I am the host. I have shout outs. Yes. <laughs> uh, shout out to you guys, of course, as always, because you're my boys. Fonzie, I miss you very much. I hope you join us soon, because your opinion on Brawly still matters, while the movie still matters. Um, Klaus, I hope you're feeling better, man. Thanks for joining us for half of the show. Um. Chris, always miss you. Hope you have me back soon. And that's it. You can reach me anywhere at Gagwaush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S. Uh, Tim. Oh, we miss you, Fonzie. A lot. Gary cries a lot. It's... I do. I'm a little bitch. No, he, he he's just very sensitive, and I respect him for it. We just miss you. That's literally what I just said. We miss you, Fonzie. Oh my God, Gary! Those are I just enough. I just used one word instead of five. Now you're being a bitch. Now <laughs> you're being. That's so rude. Listeners, you're just the best. Like literally, the very best. Oh man, like better than everybody was. else. Yep. <laughs> References. Pokemon's. We're all we're all Pokemon masters here. Thank you for all that. Uh, and you can find me anywhere, basically, with uh, Timberelli, T-I-M-B-E-R-E-L-L-I, or Boss Snake on PlayStation. 
Okay. You can find Benji. Me... Yeah. Uh, you can find me at MGR underscore Chili. Uh, I want to shout out to Alfonso. We miss you, mate. I hope you're doing well. Uh, remember that SayaCon is in September in Milton Keynes. You can still get your VIP Ultra VIP tickets for seventy-seven pound. Um, so if you're gonna if you live in England and you look like Dragon Ball, then go check that out. Also, go check out Camacom, which, um, uh, yeah, that's one hundred seventy-seven pound. I can't remember it. That's in October, if I'm rightly, but Sayacon looks cooler. Go check out Sayacon. I'll leave links to the description to both Camacon and Sayacon. Um, also, I've got some Crunchyroll guest passes that I'll be dropping down. This will give you um, several hours of free access to Crunchyroll Premium, um, so you can enjoy the premium stuff, like the current like Simbiocast stuff. So, if you're a fan of um, Boruto and you want to watch it not long after it comes out in Japan, you can with Premium. So I will leave a couple of premium codes in the description of this podcast. So go check out psu.podbean.com. Um, and you can watch yeah. Goblin Slayer ad-free as well. Yeah. Bam. Ooh. All of the good things. <laughs> Even though we just spoiled all the Goblin Slayer. <laughs> hey, you listen to your own accord. So <laughs> until next week, I am Chili. And Gary should be ending this because he's the host, so... Yes, I'm Gary, and if Ben doesn't see you, then he'll see you through the window. <laughs> Good <laughs> I, I totally ruined it. <laughs> if I don't see you through the week, ben. I'll see you through the window. There you go.